Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. My name is Moss, I use Z, them pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame. My name is Mel, I use they, them pronouns. I play Trick, who also uses they, them pronouns. Trick is a huge human warrior and Ember's elder sibling. My name is Haz, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Maynard, who uses he, him pronouns, and he is a skittish wizard. We are picking up in the Underdark, where our intrepid party of currently group nameless adventurers are scouting, I think is what we'd call it, trailblazing, exploring, finding a route for an archaeologist who doesn't want to do the dangerous bit himself and is offering to pay them to do it for him, which they felt was a good deal. So the party are on their way to the dwarven fortress of Brarelgrin on the coast, and they're going through the Underdark because the surface approaches to that fortress are flooded. You fought some things down here. There were some giant slugs. There was some mysterious portal creatures that you got past, although the portal is still there. You There were some hooked horrors in a mushroom forest, and then you bedded down for the night in a mushroom forest in your uh, magical, surprisingly large, tiny hut. And I would like to know whether you're... Whether you have anyone keeping, whether you're keeping watches or whether you are trusting to this hut to look after you. Is the hut um, opaque? Is it see through? The hut is, we can see through it from the inside, but nobody can see inside it from outside. It's opaque. Yep. Hmm. Okay, so anything outside is seeing a 10 foot radius, so 20 foot across, half sphere of opaque force field yeah all right well i uh i trust that i will not keep watch <laughs> okay um i i will not only keep watch i will organize us into sorry hang on, give me a second sorry real you're traveling with a with, with a former soldier <laughs> and yeah you will be kept safe yeah <laughs> <laughs> you will get you so Sorry, every time I try and speak, there isn't a new, there isn't a new loud noise. Um, <laughs> I will not only keep watch, I will ensure that there are watch shifts, and particularly that the person who does not need to sleep will be involved in these watch shifts. <laughs> oh, who does not need to sleep, and also, furthermore, can see in the dark. All right, I'll keep watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know you so, need to rest at some point, but still. Yeah, real, real needs four hours of doing nothing else but meditating, and then, oh, then the other four hours can be nothing more strenuous than keeping watch. But there's a, there's that fuzziness where you can, your eight hours of rest, which should normally be sleep, can include up to two hours of keeping watch and still count, because otherwise it gets awkward. Basically, um, the the rules have some leeway. I'm not gonna make you keep like obsessive track of hours i just right. wanted to know um I, i'm happy to say that between the four of you you could organize a suitable number of watches so that everyone gets enough rest 
what I, you will I, notice, all of you, and so yeah, with four of you and, and a full night, uh, so uh, with four of you and a full long rest period, you will all be taking a watch at some point. So all of you will have noticed during your watch that there is a certain amount of wildlife in this mushroom forest. And now that you've stopped moving around and talking and have disappeared, in fact, under an opaque force dome, it's starting to, the wildlife is going about its business. Um, in particular, there are big snails, not, I hasten to, to clarify here, not like giant slugs you Hello, dear listeners, future Ben here. At this point, our lovely recording robot, Craig, who is usually a very good and helpful boy, dropped out and we missed a little bit of description. So I'm just slotting that back in. What I was saying about the snails is that they are not 10 foot long giant snails like you're going to have to fight these. They're more like fist sized snails, which are still startlingly large if you're used to surface snails that come in maybe an inch across but not really threatening to a group of regular humanoids like our adventuring party. They also would have noticed an abundance of other invertebrate life, particularly there's a lot of beetles, both flying beetles and ground beetles, and Rill at least would have seen there were bats feeding on some of the flying insects. That's it from me. Back to you, future Ben. Who is on... The last watch of the night. So who is awake before everyone else? Um, I'll take that. Okay. So you're sitting there watching out for hooked horrors and giant slugs, like really giant slugs, and other nasties. And you hear a, re- you hear a thump as something lands on top of your hut. Hmm. And as you look up to see what this is, you hear a crunch as of something sinking its jaws into a snail. And you huh. look up and you, you can see 10 feet above you on the roof of your hut, something two or three feet long, counting the tail, four-footed, furry, looks like an otter. Looks a lot like, a, looks like a very happy otter eating a big juicy snail. Very pleased with itself. <laughs> That's very weird. Uh, can I roll nature to see if I might sure. heard of yeah. it? Eighteen. You haven't like specifically heard of it, but it makes sense that if there's an ecosystem down here, which there is, then there'd be something that eats the things that eats the stuff, and there is a river. Okay. Unfortunately for the otter. The roof of your hut has, like, no grip at all because it's a force field. And it is going to roll and slide off the hut and land on the ground and have to flip itself over to continue munching its snail. At least it's okay. Yeah, it seems all right. It's not the only one, now that you're looking. There, there is a little mob of otters <laughs> investigating you and your hut and your small collection of snails. I'm imagining this is very cute. It's probably very... I mean, you don't have super good night vision. No, but I can make the light appear inside the dome. Yeah, so you, ha- yeah, you, have, you have some light. Um, the otters 
all have blank white eyes, but apart from that, it is incredibly cute. Oh. They are gambling. <laughs> and when the rest of you wake up, um, this is this is this is happening as the rest of you are, are waking up. So as everybody wakes up, Maynard will just put a thing to his lips and just be, just be like shh, 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 pointing to the to the ceiling and the weird monkey otters with a with a smile. They're not monkeyish in any way. They they're otter shaped. All oh, right, sorry. <laughs> it's just also capable of climbing because they have claws and there are trees. Sorry, I, that was obviously evidently that was unclear. No, these these are otter shaped otters. There's nothing weird about them except they're probably sightless because they're cave adapted, but they're otter shaped. Sorry, you described them as a mob of otters and then said they were gambling. So all I can picture is these <laughs> otters in tiny little hats with tiny little cigars. Amazing. <laughs> Hey yo, it's a nice fuss. There's a nice tiny hat you got here. It's a shame if anything was to happen to it. We are now in we are now in a musical interlude of otters and dolls. <laughs> what are you bet on this hand? Three clams. <laughs> Is this what Trick is doing? I'm making because that's amazing. Unfortunately, uh, Trick is. It, Trick is blissfully unaware of the existence of Sicilian Americans and um, <laughs> has no point of reference, has never even seen Guys and Dolls even once. Um, Which is a pity. Let me camera dream. Um, oh, I'll tell you what I will do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to check. I'm going to. I can step out of the hut freely. So I will. Yeah, I think I will take the risk. I'll probably get into my armor first, just on general principles of leaving the hut. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which will probably be alright. Um, and then I'll uh, pick a pick a... Is there, in fact, a trick-sized spot that I can step out of without bashing into Oh yeah, because they're not, they're not on the dome, are they? Because they can't. No, um, and there's, there's like maybe six or seven of them. You're, you are not swarmed with otters. Right, right. Um, Maynard, could I have a light? Oh, uh, it's light outside. Is it, is it light outside? Is it no, light outside, outside in dark. the underdark? Shut Maynard. up, okay? I forgot where we were. <laughs> <laughs> you just, Sadly, just no, it is not light outside. You feel like it's probably, you feel like you've slept enough, but whether it's morning, you have no idea. I'm going to take this as an icy response because Maynard's not used to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of, of course, uh, cast uh, light on um, on Embers, no, bu- uh, on Tricks. No, bug, bug, sword. Out my sword, bug out my sword, yeah, because I'm not yeah, going to build out just to go to it. And then I'm going to wander down to the river because we're pretty close to the river, right? Yeah, you said that pretty close to the river. Um... And I want to check my traps, because, man, I would love a shrimp breakfast. Yeah. Um, it does look like at least one of your traps has caught some shrimp. Um, the otters have also found it. Or at least no. one otter has found it. You were, there, there is currently an otter who is trying to break into your shrimp trap. 
Um, ah, I does my armor include gauntlets? Can I assume that? I I would assume so. At least at least like heavy gloves. That's all right. If I've got at least heavy leather gloves, um, I will respond to this by attempting to pick up the otter on account of like I'm about seven feet tall and the otter is like like a foot or something. Yeah. Yeah. The, the otter is cat-sized, and you can make a grab for the back of the neck of the otter as if it was a cat. Yeah. And um, I'm going to roll a dex save for the otter <laughs> to see whether you capture this otter. Oh, wow. No, the otter rolled a four, so even with a dex bonus, I feel like you probably have, have successfully grabbed an otter by the scruff and are now holding an otter in one hand <laughs> and a rapidly draining shrimp trap in the other. All right. Um, also it goes in river because that's where it belongs um. <laughs> it, it, it gets halfway through a kind of hissing screeching objection to having been picked up when it hits the water again there you go I will um, I think my safest bet is uh, I will once I get once I get within you know within casual underhand tossing distance of the hut mm. i will kind of toss it into the hut so i don't have to carry a trap full of delicious shrimp through a crowd of otters um. <laughs> this is very sensible I mean, they, they take a, a certain amount of interest in you um like come over and sniff at your feet and things they're not friendly um mm. but they are interested neither afraid nor aggressive yeah they don't see a lot of people we don't see a lot of anything, but they don't encounter a lot of people. Yeah, I don't smell like a hooked horror, so, you know. You don't smell like a hooked horror or a snail, so you're kind of... They have no automatic reaction. Yeah. And uh, that's breakfast, everybody. Um, with any luck. And I will set about... We've got... Do we have... Can we say we got some, some something burnable, assuming that any part of these mushroom trees are burnable? It's it's dry-ish wood, yeah. It it smokes more than properly seasoned. Technically, it says it says certain things, but yeah, it's, it's probably fine. Technically, like technically, I can't bring the shrimp in, but that feels less interesting. Um, well, you can, you can bring stuff in if Maynard says you can, more or less. I think uh, that's not. I mean, the rules as written are uh, creatures and objects within the dome when you cast a spell. Oh, can... sorry, yes, you can bring the shrimp oh, trap in, but not the shrimp. Um. <laughs> I think I won't think of that because I've not done any fishing before. We, well, once what since we've had Maynard, so okay, okay. Rewind the scene slightly. What happened? <laughs> I decided I was let you get away with it, but yeah, carry on. I know I'm too much of a stickler for my own good. No. So, you know what? I don't want to carry this through the um, otters, so I sort of eat it. And what happens is the shrimp trap hits it, and then I guess it sort of catches on the shrimp. Yeah, like most of the trap goes through and then there's a cracky noise as the shrimp gets sandwiched between the wall of the dome and the trap and its momentum and then slide down the side of the dome. Oh no. There's nothing holding it up. Uh, Maynard sort of looks at the trap and looks at Trick and shakes his head and, and goes about sort of picking up the, the, the trap and sort of trying and, and, and emptying it. Well, no, you can't it. pick up the trap. It's full of shrimp, you see. 
No, I can leave Dome and do that. No, if you leave the Dome, the Dome disappears. So you pick up the trap. (laughs) Like, stand up to deal with it. Exit the Dome, and the Dome just vanishes. (laughs) And several snails fall off the Dome and land on your companions. (laughs) That's it, we've had enough drama. It's time for fast. Grill <laughs> wakes up from his meditation to a snail landing on his face. I tell you something, everyone's awake now, right? <laughs> Especially Sorry. if there's now a scramble of otters going after uh a... Yeah, really interested. Like part, partly they want to eat the snails. And partly you smell really interesting. And they're mm. having an investigate. Hmm. May not sort of just shudders and sighs. I don't like the Underdark. Why not? I don't know. It's just different and confusing. I'm sure you felt the same way when you came up to our place. Yeah, I I still don't understand a lot of it. Alright, well, I will scoop up the trap. Um... Unless Maynard actually managed that before everything went a bit wrong. Um, to hold it out of the reach of grabby, grabby little paws. Um, and uh, let's see if we can... Let's see if we can just get our stuff out of reach of curious curious paws and set up a, set up a bit of a fire so we can have some breakfast. There is definitely an otter um, attempting to explore the bag of holding. Oh, oh no. you, get out, get out. I try and shoo it away without touching it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ember is like trying to grab a snail to entice an otter to let them pet it. Snails are super slow moving. I'm not going to make you. I, I, I think grabbing a snail is within your capabilities. Mm. Um, roll, roll animal handling for otter attraction. <laughs> and I'll lower the DC because you've got a delicious snail. That's a that's a lovely little four there. Oh, yeah. It it seems that that the otters feel that there are there are snails they can grab without having to like personally interact with you, and you smell interesting, but they're not sure they trust you. Yeah, that's fair. Can I uh, can I pick up another Ember's snail and, and and try to help help Ember in their quest <laughs> to. To pet an otter. (laughs) Oh, hell yes. Uh, That is a 22. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. So you sit down on the floor next to Ember. um, Like, side by side, so there's a little sheltered space between you. And Mm -hmm. you get your knife out and, like, cut off chunks of snail. And the uh, the promise of they don't even have to get through a shell for it. This is already easily accessible meat. Um, brings one of the smaller otters, whiskers whiffling, in your direction to sit between you on the ground and feast upon your snail. Oh, hi, buddy. Oh, you know what? I'm alright with that. They can have the snails. I think I'll stick with the uh, whatever crustaceans have wound up in my trap. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Real, you, you would know that snails are edible, obviously. But so much room. Ember, do you want we should go back to Halladir and just sort of 
I don't know. Do you want to join the druids? I mean, no. <laughs> it's not not very convincing, Ember. I don't know. I like animals. I grew up on a farm. You grew up on a farm. I know. I did grow up on a farm. That doesn't mean I have to befriend every animal I every every wild animal I encounter as a as a personal companion. They are adorable, and their fur is really warm. That's true. That's true. I will admit, I am the person who tried to who tried to uh, who tried to break a bucking spider. So I don't think I can really complain. <laughs> um. Tiny right. otterpaws on embers' shins, trying to climb into your lap to chase snail pieces. Real, have a look at these, though. Tell me if any of them are definitely poisonous. They look pretty all right. I'll take and a look. Uh, yeah. I don't want to die of shrimp poisoning. I wasn't no. That's... <laughs> it's a painful way to go. I think if you were to die from anything down here, shrimp poisoning would definitely be one of the least interesting ways. But more embarrassing. Yeah. The shrimp look fine. There is also a small and very irritable crab in there that is probably not worth the effort to eat. That's all right. I'll throw it in the general direction of the otters. They, they will accept this offering. <laughs> um, yeah. And then then breakfast, surrounded, yeah. I suppose, by otters. Blind, you kindle a fire with a certain amount of work, um, which does... They don't seem super keen to come near the fire because it smells of burning, and that's... A smell they instinctively don't love. Mm. Um, so once you've got your fire going, it becomes easier to deal with your shrimp without otter invasions. Mm. On you know a flat rock or something, and uh, yeah, have have quick grilled shrimp for breakfast, and bits of some mushrooms that Rill assures you are an edible kind. I I recall out of character how how Rill rolled. Um... On his survival checks last, se- <laughs> last last session, but of course in character, I don't know this. <laughs> so hey hey, before we move on from the otters, quick artifact because it's great. Uh, otters can <laughs> smell water. Yes, they can. It's the best. Really, that's cool. Yeah. River otters can at least. Um, and somebody found yeah. this out setting up a underwater camera and just running it for ages and ages and ages and ages until they and putting no, they put a thing that was like food and it was hidden um, near the camera until they saw an otter just swim right up to it and go, aha, and take it, which was very, very exciting. That's my otter fact for the day. Otters are cool. Do you have any interesting snail facts for the day? My only interesting snail fact is that it is impossible to keep two snails. Um... Because it's shortly true. thereafter, you will be keeping 30 snails. True. You, you cannot spay snails. <laughs> Fun fact. I think Mel is the person who should be the druid. <laughs> I mean, Since they have all of these animal facts. I mean, it's you got, more... You got slug facts, you got snail facts, you got otter facts. I mean, the otter fact was just something I had off the top of my head, really. Um... I don't know. I, I I mean, I live in a flat where I'm not allowed pets. So like, which is to say, I live in a flat, um, <laughs> and I had the bad idea of not owning property. So I don't get to decide what I do in it. 
it sucks, doesn't it? Mm. You make your breakfast of anyway. <laughs> mushrooms and break camp for the day. Um, you are in, as previously established, a miles wide, miles long cavern, which is sloping very gently downhill. It will this these spaces between um, rock bubbles have been widened, have been adapted. We can see that a a large group came through here in the past. Um, now that you're in this forest, um, everything here seems to grow a lot quicker than in the drier caverns further up. And because it's an open space, there isn't the same here's where they came through the rock clues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have you have much less of an obvious trail to follow down here. And you'll need to make a judgment call on the route you think they'd have took. Mm, I think we should keep following the, the stream, the river. I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, mm-hmm. if we follow it down to the main river, we can assume the settlement will be built along the river, because I assume even... I mean, you grew up in the Underdark, but I assume even you need a, a river for a major city, right? Of course, yes. Well then, uh, eventually we'll reach the river, and then it will just be the main, the main water course, and then it'll be a question of do we go upstream or downstream. Okay. You follow the river. Um, for the first hour or so, the otters follow you, and then they get bored. Even the one that was eating out of your lap. It's just us in a troop of otters, blind otters yeah. following behind us. You are the this most interesting in weeks, and you might have more shrimp. But eventually they will get bored because you'll, or more, more accurately, eventually you will exit their territory and they will decide not to keep following you any further uh, unless you actively try to kidnap them. Just leaving this gap in case you want to actively kidnap otters? No? Good. Excellent. No. No. <laughs> it's tempting, but... <laughs> and after that, you, you keep walking. The stream keeps cutting its way deeper into the rock. So what was about a foot below the general ground surface when you started the day by lunchtime is more like three feet down and the water is deeper and you keep walking and you keep following it and by the time you've done a, a day's journey it is there's a substantial bank of four maybe five feet cut through the rock and the water is fairly deep and fairly fast so it's now becoming a bit of a barrier in terms of you can't just wade across it anymore or you'd want to be really careful if you did but you can make camp as you did. You can rest safely and get up and you might have more trouble with a shrimp trap tonight, but hey, there's plenty of snails and you still have your you know, ration packs. You're not actually dependent on cave snails. I just like the image. Thanks. I'd certainly try cooking one. I've got my I mean, pack of spices. I mean, they're basically mollusks, right? It's basically, yeah. think of it as a, it's a cave oyster. Hmm. I think I'd I mean, probably I was... think the snails are starvation food. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking uh, just like the giant version of, uh, you know, when people eat snails. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These are big enough you can fry them in slices. Yeah. Probably quite chewy. This is all very unpleasant. 
<laughs> Maybe I'm just like, I am in a cat damp cave and people try to feed me snail and this is actually terrible. Can you grow up on the coast? Yes, but we had fish. We didn't have to eat snails. Yeah, wants to eat snails. I mean, to fair, I, I, I think trick action fairness is on the is on the not wanting to eat snails side, like on the basis of people do eat snails, but people eat snails because they have to, because France hasn't happened in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> escargot, so, uh, that's the word. Yeah, escargot. Uh, also, if you give them flour, um, you can accelerate the process of eliminating like all the waste that snails have in their body, which makes you know. Eating them uh, generally more pleasant. Mm. There we are, snail facts. Snail facts. You also want to facts. put them in cold water, salt, and a little bit of vinegar if we have any on hand. I feel like you probably don't have vinegar. Probably mm. not. It's annoying to transport. Yeah. But you rest again. You no otters this morning. Very sad. Um. And after about a you know a day and a half of trekking through these caverns full of mushroom forest you find a place where there's a faster than usual descent there's a, a fairly sharp slope in the floor of the cavern and the little river as it is now has cut itself a waterfall so you mm. are on one side of a river with fairly sheer rock banks there's about six foot of you know, six to seven foot of, of dry rock cliff, and then an uncertain depth of fast flowing water, which is about 12 feet across to the other bank. And there is a waterfall to a, a similar situation at the bottom of the waterfall. Near where the water goes over the drop, you see something that a hundred years ago probably was a bridge. Hmm. Ben, is this by any chance vengeance for me throwing my block and tackle into the portal? Is no, this... this was planned before then. This is just that that was just an error that you made. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can hardly deny. Testing, testing, one, two, one, two. Oh, shit. That's why it's been picking up um, everyone else's audio so much this entire time. In fact, it's not impossible that I haven't been recording myself until now. So I hope you don't need the backup oh. <laughs> What I have been recording, for some ungodly reason, is my um, audio output. Hmm. Yeah. Weird. Uh, it's not ideal. Um, It'll be fine. I'll just have to do. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, we reached the place and I fucked up and... I, in character, know how bad I fucked up, and I sit right down on the floor and put my face, put my head in my hands. <laughs> oh. What's wrong, Trick? You know that big block of wood that I uh, lobbed in the portal? Mm -hmm. Block and tackle, yeah. Yeah, block and tackle. Do you know what a block and tackle is? Yeah, it's a pulley. Mm. What do you need that for? I just feel like... We have a situation where we may need to descend or ascend a thing and take a bunch of stuff with us, etc. But I mean, you know, our, our packs and so on. And it feels like that would be such a useful thing to have right now. Am I... how, far, how far down is it? How much does a block and tackle weigh? 
How much does a block and tackle weigh? Um, couple pounds. Excellent. I conjure a block and tackle. Ah. <laughs> Sometimes it does help. Oh no! Actually, no. It weighs like ten quid. Ten, ten, ten quid. Ten pounds for a decent sized one. Well, that's the maximum of my conjuration. So well then. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> I actually come to think of it, uh, you know what? I did actually have two of them to start with, but I'm going to say I only had one with me at least. How did you have two? In case. Well, I mean. They're useful things to have multiples of because because Actually, of that, the way that that point, which is that your horse was carrying quite a lot of your stuff. Oh, uh, there, there's nothing my horse. There's nothing that I actually need my horse to carry. I can carry more than my horse. That's fine. Then. <laughs> I am stronger than my horse. <laughs> Possibly taller as well. And also, I'm not carrying fifty pound fifty pounds of um, hay and oats. Yeah, horse feed. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it just occurred to me as a possible like just trick turtling along under the, <laughs> no, no, the thing, is, the thing is I am considerably stronger than my horse so that's not an issue that I had to face um, anyway yes you are able to conjure a block and tackle of the specified uh, size and weight alright well that's useful I hope that wasn't it will cease to exist if it gets damaged also in one hour so okay. just bear these facts in mind I hope that's not a thing you can only do once or twice. I don't have a plan. I just had an idea that it might be useful. Snow skin off my neck. Okay, so what, what you're seeing is the waterfall drops about 30 feet. It's about 12 feet wide. There is a drop of about six feet to the water's surface uh, from the banks where you are standing. And you can see that long planks of presumably mushroom wood were cut and lashed together to form a simple bridge over the river here but the the wood over time has dried out and withered and shrunk and is now very much remnants of a bridge mm. Mm. so hang on sorry We've been following the river, mm-hmm. which has now become a waterfall. Mm-hmm. The waterfall isn't, it's not a very large waterfall. How? It's about 12 feet across and it drops about 30. Oh, it drops about 30. Okay, okay, okay. And it used to be that you could cross above the head of the waterfall, but now the bridge is ruined. Yeah, now, now the bridge has not been maintained since it was put here 100 years ago and is no longer usable as a bridge. But you, you, you have a good you have a good indication that this is probably the way they went. Okay. You okay. do have also the op- you, you you are perfectly capable of scrambling down the dry part of this slope and continuing to follow the river should you wish. Um, mm. You are not forced to cross the river here. It's just you can see that someone did. Does right. that mean there's a track of some kind? Seems likely. I think we should. I think we need to cross here. Somewhere. I look at the three people who are all magic users um, <laughs> with respect to the miracle miracle worker and uh, actually two miracle workers, never mind um, and kind of do, do you not have any any way of helping us across? You can't fly or anything? Oh, um, I can. I can levitate. Ah. Right. 
This seems like I a can, much more. I can also problem. levitate you all, um, but it has to be kind of one by one. Well, but I have spells to burn, so. Ooh, I can misty step myself over. Ooh, but just myself. Well, that's okay. I can I can make trick uh, float and and get them over, and I can do the same with myself. And if Maynard can fly, I think we're all set. Yeah. Well, all right, Maynard, then. do you in fact have flight prepared? Yes. Hey. Hey. Um, all right. You know, I was going to suggest if we can get one person over, we could make a... Um, oh. A, it's a thing we have a ferry that only goes... That you have to drag up upstream, but then it goes across on a cable. But um, I don't think that's going to, I think if you, if you reckon that's not going to tax you too much, I think we can just fly over them. Yeah, I think, we'll think right. in this instance, let's just magic our way instead of using carpentry. As Jesus so often said. Those <laughs> 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 difficult teenage years. Uh, yeah, Underdark, Chapter 3, Verse 12. Alright, so I cast Fly on myself, and I hop over the river. Easy for you to do, yeah. The other side is much the same as this side. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can see that the bridge was anchored um, to like a short stake that's been stuck into the rock on each side, and there's a, a taut line still running between them, but all the planks have withered away. Okay. You, you discussed plans, but you do actually have to enact them, guys. Yeah, I'm waiting for you over here. <laughs> uh, you, I will... Uh, on, your own on, the, on the wrong side of a river. <laughs> I, I will cast Levitate on Trick. Okay, Trick, you go straight up into the air. Not very fast. Okay, now you just, you can't fly, it's not like fly, you need to kick off or something, so... Yeah, no, Trick is now hovering in the air with no leverage. Just push them, just push them with a stick or something. I will do that. (laughs) You Uh, punch them across the air. Shove Trick in the general direction of towards Maynard. Roll strength. Oh no! It's a 12-foot river. They're seven foot tall. You're just trying to give them a push to float across the whole river. I feel like this is a... No, this that's, fail. that's fair. <laughs> oh, let me see. Strength. Strength. Okay. All right. Come on. You're strong. Um, you're beefy. No. No, I'm not, because that was a net one. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You you shove trick the exact distance necessary for you to be unable to reach them to give them a second shove. Uh, I've stopped. How long can you hold this thing? An hour. All right. No need to panic. And That's okay, uh, I've got this. I've got this. I, I uh, think you have rope, don't you? Are you sure? I've got a rope tied to my backpack, like. This yeah, feels like a really solvable problem. Yeah, it's fine. I got this. Um, I'm gonna hmm? grab 
one end of the rope and then poof into Ew. silvery mist. Um. Um. Well, it's not. Well, first of all, I haven't thrown this rope anywhere else. Secondly, <laughs> no. I wasn't going to throw it to you. Okay. You are the wrong side of the river. You're the wrong side of the river. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what actually happens is I am going to try and uh, unhook my rope from my pack, just around my side. Yeah. And then hold one end of it. In uh-huh. fact, no, tie off one end of it because. I have had to uh, maneuver in, in difficult, difficult climates before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will lob the other end to Maynard. All right. Uh, I check the sturdiness of the poles that are uh, driven into the ground on the side. Okay. Roll investigation. Uh, 16. Cool. So what you see is that the downstream one can't have has has perished and very easily pulls out and the rope has also you know aged away and that one's useless the upstream one looks as shiny as the day it was forged it is a chain and it is attached to a sturdy looking rod that is not now you look at it actually sunk into the rock at all it is just sitting on the surface but when you give it a tug it's absolutely firm and rigid hey there's a button i i do a little squeal of delight and tie the rope to the rod and say a trick you can pull yourself down all right i i do that and i try you my best that. to gather up the rope along along myself so it doesn't get wet Solid. Uh, you, you, you successfully reach the, the far side of the river. Now we just right. need a, a goat and a cabbage. Uh, <laughs> I suggest throwing the rope over to Rill so uh, he can pull himself over as well. Yep, that was my thought. Um, Good thought. I, can, I feel like I can toss a coil of rope 12 feet. I feel like you can probably toss a coil of rope 12 feet. And I feel like if you fail... You could just pull it back and try again. Yeah. The only real hazard is the rope getting wet, and that's a bit of a, a bit of a bitty hazard to worry about. It's it's more of an annoyance. I I will let you throw the rope to rail. Mm-hmm. Yay! I will cast levitate on myself and pull myself across the river. You get a lovely view of the length of the river down the down the canyon, which you can see because you can see in the dark. And then you reach the other side of the river. Hmm. Now, am am I okay to know that this is an immovable rod? Absolutely. You, you are. I mean, roll Arcana. Oh, this is where I this myself. Okay, at uh, twenty-seven, I'm good. Not only, not only do you know that this is an immovable rod, but you know that the chain attached to it is magical in some way as well. It's like part of the same device. Ooh, that's new. Awesome. I am. I want to unclick the button. Okay, you press the button. You press one of the buttons. And it comes loose. But it's the far side that comes loose. Hmm. So now you are holding... Well, one of it's still stuck in the ground. And there's a length of chain. And there's the other rod just gently floating off over the waterfall. Attached to the chain. (laughs) Oh, I, I I want to try and get this rod out of the ground so I can 
take you it. Can you, up, you can just hold up by the chain, right? Yeah. Can, so you just it's fine. <laughs> it has it has multiple buttons for a reason. Um, I assume at some point in these proceedings, Ember is going to misty step across the river. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You 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 just sort of pop into existence on the right side of the river, and Maynard is just looking absolutely fascinated by part of the old bridge. Through sufficient pressing of buttons, you can retrieve your 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 new toy. What you have is a pair of immovable rods connected by a chain. The chain can retract to whatever length you want, up to a maximum of fifty feet, and the attachedness of each of the rods can be controlled from either end. So if you are holding either of the rods, you can, I mean, you, you can make the other one stick where it is or release where it is or come towards you or lengthen out. Th- those are the controls that you have. Yes. You can, put down, you can put down in your party inventory 50-foot blockchain. Excellent. You have solved the bridge puzzle and got a toy. <laughs> Oh, I'm so happy. This is very cool. Maynard uh, takes the immovable rods and shows them to the party, explaining that magical, magical immovable sticks and proceeds to monkey bars with them a little to show <laughs> how they work. <laughs> I don't trust any magic tech based on the blockchain. It's just a buzzword. <laughs> <laughs> Question: Is the chain immovable, or is it just you know? Is it just like hanging? How does that work? The chain is just um, it's just a chain. Um, okay. It is a sturdy chain. Um, I mean, if it wasn't magical, you would still feel happy about trusting your weight to it, kind of thickness. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's part of a magical object, it is pretty much immune from rust and wear. But cool. It's just right. it, it's just a retractable chain. It it, it itself just behaves like a chain behaves. Okay. So it will hang down between them if you don't retract it tight. You can do some kind of Spider-Man skyhook thing. Just throw it up, hope there's something up there for the rod to stick to. And as you retrieve your your exciting new toy, the, the last remnants of the mushroom wood that made the original bridge just fall in the river and float down the waterfall. It's now gone. Uh, but you are on the right side of the river, and you have a magic thing. Awesome. All right. Right. That was for me. I'm glad you're happy. Um, uh, but we should probably press on. Yeah, do we see um, the obvious, you know, trail here we can follow? Do you want to roll something to scout about a bit? Oh, uh, sure. Survival? You Probably, yeah. Uh, that is a twenty-one. Okay. Um, as before, this is there's quite fast-growing fungus and undergrowth here, so it's it's not like you can pick out the you know trodden down plants from a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you can have a stab at where some actual tree clearance was done. Um. It's still broadly, for now at least, following the river on this side. Um, you guess whoever was, was scouting for them back then 
had more of an idea of where they were going and knew which side of the river they wanted to be on. And when it got difficult enough to cross it, went, mm, okay, we'll solve this now rather than later. Um, you, you can find enough of a trail and moving in the right kind of direction to, to have a stab at following. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it continues to, to be heading downhill and the river on this side of the waterfall is, is running faster. Um, you don't think it's particularly deeper than it was up top, but um, it would be an exciting rafting experience. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and with its you know, deeper banks, it's definitely a lower a bucket down into it rather than a go and drink straight out of it kind of deal. And you keep going and you keep walking. And this is a really big cavern, guys. It's, it, it just goes on for a long, long time. And around, yeah, around, around the end of the day, uh, let, let me check my map before I say this, because this might be complete lies, and I don't want to tell you lies. There's the map. Yeah, okay. Um, around the end of the day, you finally start to reach the cavern wall and to see an artificial breach in it. So what you what you find is there's the river and it flows kind of straight into this rock wall with only three or four feet of clearance above the water surface into a hole that it has found or carved for itself. And then a couple of hundred feet away from that on your side of the river, there is an artificial opening in the cavern wall of the kind where you get a couple of wizards who could with stone shape or similar and they make you a hole and there's graffiti written in undercommon around that doorway um what did it say uh it, it's bits and pieces it's not like a mural oh sure i mean it's graffiti <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it it's more like george just was here Right. And, you know, dates that they passed this way, which are the, the kind of dates you would expect. And such and such regiment is the best. Uh-huh. And some religious symbols have been carved in as well. It's nothing particularly edifying, but it definitely means that people who spoke undercommon came through this door. And, you know, yeah, this was your people. Not at their most scholarly. But this was your people. We are definitely heading in the right direction. Real taps a piece of very old graffiti. It is a rude drawing of someone doing something with a spider. I see. Uh, what's the what's the opening look like? Is it like a tunnel, or is it just like through a a wall into another cavern? At this point, it's um. It's quite a thick rock wall, like it's about eight feet thick, but there is another cavern on the other side, although the other side, the first dozen or so feet have, have started to be colonised by the mushroom forest, but because there's no river on in, in that space on the other side, the river has, has, has disappeared underground and has, has gone its own way. Um, the most of the cavern beyond is, is fairly bare. 
and it's not nearly as big. You, you can see within. Actually, no, even with your right, you can only see about 120 feet. Um, so you can't see the far side, but um, it has that indefinable sense of not being as huge as this one was. Right. The, your sixth sense doesn't pick up any huge spatial areas. Yeah, it's like the echo doesn't feel like it's vast. It feels like a more reasonable space. All right. Let's let's proceed then, shall we? You you have now been been walking for about eight hours today, so you you might want to camp because uh. you will start to get very tired. Otherwise, I don't know. I'm feeling the I'm feeling the magic wear off again, and that's twice we should rest. All right. Using our magical magical clock. Yeah, you you um, make you make camp and refill your water skins before you lose track of the river completely and all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just gazing at my map in what does that actually say? Oh, it says army route. That's a good thing. <laughs> uh you you make camp, you settle in to rest, and Time is really hard to judge in the Underdark. Nothing really happens. The water flows. The mushroom trees do not wave in the total absence of wind and weather. Um, But you do think you see further on in the darkness of this new cavern tiny, pale, dancing lights now and then. Not the warm, torchlight-looking globules that Rill can produce, something white like moonlight and faded. And I think, although it's going to run a little short, that would be a great place to pick up next week. Okay. Yes, what a nice, calm, exploring episode. Yeah, it was good. Sort of some some ambient underdark. So yeah, (laughs) some some um, it wasn't you had you had a couple of nice days. You crossed a river. You met some otters. There was low peril. We're all we're all frankly too tired and stressed for peril. Oh, hang on a second, fuck. No, someone's gonna come charging in, throw an element at us, and then Trick's gonna die. I know what happened last <laughs> time we had a nice couple of days, just so just <laughs> I mean if you wanna push on and get it out of the way. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> I need a week to prep my new character. <laughs> wow, my voice is really deep. I haven't actually spoken a word to anyone in days. And I'm really gravelly. This is interesting. This is partly a technique problem because, of course, I learned to talk with a much higher voice than I currently have. But here we are. <laughs>